0: Hello and welcome to episode ten of the Nobody Important podcast. We made it to ten. I am Ramon and
1: I, I am Felipe.
0: And welcome to like I said, it's our tenth episode. Which, <laughs> if you had asked us like <laughs> a year ago, episode... I never thought we would have gotten this far.
1: Dude, when you said ten, my eyes widened up, and I was like, "It's ten? <laughs> we? May... I mean, our, clearly our schedule is not that great because of everything going on." But holy shit,
0: 10 episodes. Yeah, we made it to number 10, which on any normal (laughs) weekly podcast, that would only take two and a half months. On us, it took about four. But we're going to get there. And yeah, so... Blame it on the Rona. (laughs) Exactly. So thank you guys for tuning in. Again, like always, please give us a follow on Instagram where we post pretty regularly as far as like just any cool new things that are going on with us. We also post little sneak previews for every episode. You can get a sneak preview... On this week's drink of the week on there, um, but then also make sure you follow us on your favorite podcasting platforms. Everything from Anchor, Pocket Cast, Spotify, YouTube. Um, we are also on Apple Podcasts, which is the, where I personally listen to it, and I love being on there.
1: I'm with you there. I, I prefer using the Apple Podcasts app to listen to anything. So
0: yeah, I'm there. It works out. I've had people tell me they listen to it on another platform. Like, hey, whatever you listen to, all listens are appreciated. But this week for episode 10 decided to take a little bit of a twist on what our drink of the week would be. You know, everyone is very familiar with a Moscow mule. Moscow mule is, you know, vodka, ginger beer, lime juice. And it's served in those really, really pretty like copper cups. And they look gorgeous. My problem is I just don't like vodka. So drink of the week for me, at least this week is the Kentucky mule. Which is the same ingredients except instead of vodka, or vodka use bourbon.
1: Of course, uh, I agree with you on the uh, vodka thing. Um, I think vodka is a very poor excuse for alcohol.
0: Yeah, uh, it just doesn't dri- do anything for me.
1: It has no flavor. I mean, have you seen those studies where people like compare like blind taste tests for like people who consider themselves vodka experts? And they can't tell the difference between one and the other.
0: Yeah, I haven't paid that much attention. Granted, I'm sure, like, for me and you being bourbon fans that we are, I'm sure, like, there's, like, so-and-so experts that have done similar tests and couldn't tell the difference between different bourbons. So, I mean, I guess I can't really talk shit about that. But, yeah, I don't know. Vodka just doesn't do it for me. Some people love it. My wife loves it in, like, cocktails and all of that. Like, vodka cranberries, like, one of her favorite cocktails. But... Um, for me, it just, it doesn't do anything. I just, I'm not a fan. So I was glad to have this little bit of an alternative where it's bourbon and it's fairly refreshing. However, I may have added a little bit too much ginger beer. I'm getting a lot of ginger.
1: (laughs) That's my thing about, uh, Moscow mules in general, where it's like, I'm not the biggest fan of ginger beer. I love ginger ale, but ginger beer has way too much ginger taste. And that throws me off.
0: Um, yeah, first couple, first couple sips of this, I'm like, Oh, my throat's burning a little bit. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah,
0: it was not how I expected the the drink to go. But I'm like, you know what? Uh, I was at a I was picking up some groceries at Fry's yesterday And needed Mm -hmm. to pick up a couple things, and I walked by, I had to walk through a section I needed uh, distilled water, well literally in the same aisle they had like all the cocktail mixers, and so I saw the ginger beer, and I'm like, you know what, fuck it, that's going to be perfect for the episode, and so I just picked it up just kind of on a whim, and now I've got four bottles of ginger beer that I need to figure out what to do with. Huh? (laughs) They're tiny bottles, they're like six ounce bottles, but still. Oh, are they the fever tree? brand uh i honestly don't remember they might be i I forget which one they are they're like a purple packaging but
1: they're okay i think they. i think for the ginger beer they do do a purple packaging uh that's a good brand for pretty much everything i really like their tonic water for gins and tonics nice i ginger that um fever tree very good um mine was was a daiquiri uh the classic daiquiri not that uh slushy ice uh, shit you see in most uh, bars now. No, the classic daiquiri is uh, rum, lime juice, and sugar. um, Or simple syrup, in this case. You shake it all up, and then you just pour it over... Oh, actually, you serve it in a chilled glass. I like it over ice, just because I don't always drink it all very, very fast. Um, So I like it to be cold. Um, And I say it was, because we had a bit of a show delay so uh that daiquiri is gone and now <laughs> to make sure i had something to drink i poured myself uh, a little bit of uh, rye whiskey
0: there you go what kind um
1: all i had for rye is um the bullet
0: okay nice that's still a good one yeah
1: yeah I, i'm still don't want to open my bottle of uh angel's envy rye. <laughs>
0: this shit's if impossible so to find that's why yeah, that's right. That's why
1: I, I'm so scared of not finding it again. And the the price I had to pay, and the track it took to find its way to me. It's like, no, just leave leave that bottle for for another day for a for special, more special occasion. occasion. More than just an episode of uh, nobody important.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll get some people together or something. Maybe crack that bottle open once all this winds down and like that's our special that's our celebration bottle right there because. We're pretty much out of the 1942 from my wedding, so <laughs> we can't uh, use that for celebration. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, it's funny that, that you mentioned that bottle. Cause we, uh, we were watching, you know, real estate videos the other day, and uh, in the background you see it's like, oh, that's 1942, the Julio, and then like they feel, like, oh, these motherfuckers like tequila because there's a classic soul bottle right there.
0: Nice. <laughs> uh, it's
1: so fun to recognize that brown bottle just because it's very inconspicuous.
0: Yeah, it's definitely, it stands uh, out and you're like, oh, I know exactly what that is.
1: Like, if you know what it is, you know.
0: Yeah. Um, but it's funny because, like, I was going through making all, all of these different drinks and in the process of, like, making all these different cocktails, I'm starting to make, like, a bunch of just non-cocktail, just, just regular drinks. And so... Uh, in the process of making this, I've learned how to make a really damn good limeade just completely from scratch. And that's like hmm. my wife's, again, one of her favorite things to drink. Um, and so literally every time I'm in the kitchen doing anything with lime, she's like, hey, make me a limeade. And so like I break out the limes, which I used for this, or which I used for the Kentucky Mule because it needed lime juice. Well, I had extra limes, So I use that to make uh, her limeade. But then also making my own uh, Simple syrup, finally. I finally used the bottle that I had had bought, and so I finally made my own. Um, But I ended up doing a twist, so I have two different bottles. I have a regular bottle of Simple, and then my wife was craving vanilla iced coffee the other morning. And so I'm thinking like, okay, well let's buy one of those bottles of like Taroni or whatever that, it's just like the vanilla pumps that pretty much everyone uses. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so she's looking them all up, they're like 15, 20 bucks for a bottle. I'm like, I wonder if I can just make it. And so I looked up a recipe like how to make vanilla simple syrup essentially. And I made it. And I think we've had that bottle for like a week and it's, all, it's over half empty right now because we've been literally Jeez. having coffee like every morning with vanilla simple. And it's been freaking amazing. <laughs>
1: That's very creative. I would never have thought to make a vanilla simple syrup. I and mean, you're using it for coffee, which I assume if you would make a coffee cocktail would come in handy um yeah most of the time the, the only other simple syrup I well the main one i always see is the ginger simple syrup that uh, sounds which awful. i think it it's gonna come up uh, eventually because i do want to make a penicillin one day ah, okay good um, that seems to be like a real modern classic like it it, it has a whole story which when i make it i want to get into that story so we'll leave it for that episode um but, yeah, that's the one I see is the uh, ginger syrup,
0: gotcha. yeah, so for me, literally, my rotation of syrups is regular simple, vanilla simple, and honey syrup. And mm-hmm. those are basically my three that I will always keep a stock of now because they're just versatile as all hell. I mean, like I said, we're making iced uh-huh. we're making iced coffee in the morning, like I make my own cold brew, make my own coffee, and then I just use like the vanilla simple and bam, like it's it's freaking perfect so. I totally went on a rant about, and I, not really a rant, but I just, little monologue about simple syrups, but that's all right.
1: uh, I've, uh, so, um, remember how we found the recipe of the correct honey syrup recipe? Yeah. Um, You know what? I'm, I'm, even though it's the correct one.
0: You don't like it? And,
1: no, I do like it. The issue is that because I refrigerate it, as you should it, gets it becomes really way thick. too syrupy and it's too thick ah. where it's like i'm used to dumping it in the little my uh oh what the hell is it called your little my jigger? jigger yeah yeah and it just pour easily but now it's like oh it's still there so it's like I'm, I'm missing honey on the drink but uh no like i i really do love it with the um the gold rush the issue is i think I make too much, so like I have to refrigerate it. And if I were just to make it at the moment where it's still a little not or room temperature, where you know a bar would have it room temperature, making it daily, right? Yeah. Um, you'd have better results with the uh, not too syrupy simple syrup or honey syrup.
0: Gotcha. Now that makes sense. Um, I honestly I still haven't made it. I've been meaning to, but I have not had any gold rushes lately. Like lately, I've been just having a variety of other things. Mm. And so I actually need to finish my honey syrup and make some new ones. Oh, we'll, well have shit. to get on that. That's soon. how you learn.
1: Yeah. Can't keep making the same thing. Always. We have to expand ourselves. And yeah,
0: I'm making new stuff all the time. Like I was debating for this episode to make like, something with tequila or this and I was like, Yeah, I'll just make the Kentucky Mule and be happy.
1: Oh okay. You just reminded me. Remember last time we discussed about the that bar that makes the gigantic jugs of uh drinks. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh and it's they they dump a whole bottle of tequila. Yeah. So I uh you um you had someone link you that video. I, I found the ones I was talking about and I was like, oh you know what? I have all those ingredients. And <laughs> I decided to make it I didn't have tequila. So I made the the virgin version of it, I guess. And, man, I made it for my whole family. My whole family liked it.
0: Nice. So what it's was in it?
1: Like, it's um, salt, lime, orange juice, uh, grapefruit juice, squirt. And, you know, the traditional recipe has the tequila. But, uh, you know. Nice. No tequila. That, man, it, it's because the saltiness. It's just like you're biting. In, like you're just... When you eat the fruit, you would add salt to it. So that's what it tastes like. Gotcha. And that's just so much more enjoyable, and it's like the salt makes you want more, which, you know, that's what salt does. makes you thirsty. Um, Very refreshing. I kind of want a clay pot, which I I may have somewhere. Um, they just probably, like, close to 100 years old, so it feels a little uh, bad to be drinking out of them.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's probably got a shit ton of lead (laughs) in it, and, you know, maybe poison yourself a little.
1: Uh, You don't know what the fuck was going on in Mexico 100 years ago. Exactly. Other than, you know, the country being rebuilt after the revolution. But, uh, yeah, Yeah. you don't trust those clay pots.
0: Yeah, no, I would not trust them at all. But uh, also, I do need to, (laughs) in this specific instance, essentially make like a public acknowledgement that my wife was right and I was wrong because after our episode, I looked up the proper way to make a Paloma. According to liquor.com, it's actually with grapefruit soda.
1: I don't know how I feel about that.
0: I don't either. I looked it up, and i was like, you got to be shitting me.
1: It's just... Okay. In defense of that recipe, there are other cocktails that are just like... You're like the Cuba Libre, right? It's just rum, Coke, and lime. Yeah. So do other cocktails use soda yeah but man it just <laughs> it hits different it hits that, that expression it hits different when it's actual lime juice yeah it but, man. Be-
0: <laughs> but it made me laugh though because i looked it up and uh we actually as part of our grocery run this week we bought squirt and she's like oh she's like oh i'll make you a paloma And so that was what I finally had to admit to her. I was like, hey, um, (laughs) you were were right. Because I looked at the recipe.
1: (laughs) Oh, I can just imagine.
0: Oh, she loves being being right. So it was one of those where I was like, I had to admit to her. And I'm like, yeah, I got to kind of publicly admit that now that she was 100% right. That the official recipe calls for a grapefruit soda. It's not fresh squeezed grapefruit. I've just been going to some bougie ass places that made it with fresh grapefruit. Mm. Oh, so
1: anything—it just makes me want a squirt. That's a good soda.
0: It is. We st- we have one of those giant, like, what is it—the two-gallon bottles or one-gallon, bo- whatever those giant ones are, or the one-liter bottles? Yeah. Or two, I don't two liter. fucking two-liter. Yeah, whatever. I, liquid measurements are weird. I don't know. But <laughs> as we've talked enough about our drinks right now, I think we should dive into our honor and reports on the week because there's quite a few things that have happened this week that are just kind of all over the place and uh we also want to introduce a new segment uh after afterwards so we want to make sure we have some time for that so you want to give yours a start
1: yeah uh, i came across a story for my honor of a person in toronto who started a volunteer program called zoomies <laughs> that name caught my attention when i was reading the headline because in the internet it's like when, when dogs run around they call them oh he, the dog is doing zoomies um basically her organization or volunteer group um people get in contact with them and she has volunteers walk people's dogs because of uh, they may main they may be in the age group where it's dangerous to go out or they have physical limitations not allowing them to walk their dogs and you know a dog needs his exercise so i thought that was really kick-ass it's like during you know a world where not everyone is super nice there's volunteers out there walking people's dogs so that you know the dog doesn't know what the fuck's going on in the world so it's just like why isn't my guy taking me out it so it's cool that uh you know there's volunteers out there walking people's dogs two stories in the article it's like well one woman her son is in quarantine the somewhere else in the country, so she's stuck with a freaking um, Great Dane. And, uh, well, she's too small to walk a Great Dane. So there's a volunteer comes by a few days a week and walks the Great Dane, which is like, yeah, that Great Dane cannot stay inside the house. <laughs> that dude needs to run. Yeah, he, so, needs, to,
0: he needs to move.
1: So, uh, I don't know, I, I might... I like that, you know, well, us, we both love animals so much, I might go back and try to see if there's somewhere for me to donate to that group, because... I, uh, I love that.
0: That's awesome. My, so here's my thing. Something like that already exists as a paid service though. I mean, you've got like wag, you've got, um, like Rover, there's a couple different like actual apps that you can do where you can hire like a dog walker. And Mm -hmm. so like, this is cool to me because obviously it's free, you know, it's, it's a volunteer. Mm -hmm. It's for people to go out and just volunteer to do this. But like, It's weird, like I'm curious to see what'll happen with this and how many of the people that, man, I am really a cynical person before I actually make this point. I'm actually realizing that as I'm saying this. So how many people that are volunteering from this then realize how much time they're dedicating to it and then decide to go onto one of those paid platforms instead because they're like, well, if I'm doing this anyway, like why don't I get paid for it?
1: So let me cut you off before you continue this person who started this organization uh, is ahead of you. Um, It would stop as soon as COVID starts to relieve itself. She's she's thought about it. It's like she doesn't want this to go forever. This is just a temporary thing. So if those people wish to pursue this same thing with, uh, you know, getting paid for it,
0: good for them. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. I was just like – Again, welcome to my cynical mindset and my business mindset of like, okay, how can this be monetized? And like, wait, it's already monetized. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like, what's gonna happen when you bring people's money back into this? Because that's just gonna create a whole mess of issues. But yep. that's awesome. That is an awesome service. You said it's primarily in Toronto, or is it in other parts of like yeah. the other parts of the world?
1: I I think though well, the article only called out Toronto. I'm not sure if it's anywhere else. But I mean, no idea is ever original. It probably the service probably. Like, that exists where we live.
0: Gotcha. Okay. That would be interesting, actually. I'd be curious to see. Kind of... I don't know how that would work here, because you would need to supply, like, boots and stuff for the dogs, too. Like, we just can't go out and take our Mm. dogs for walks here. Actually, that's a funny story. My wife and I are trying to get her dog um, some boots. We're trying to get them fitted. And probably 95% of the time, that dog is the most chill dog on the face of the planet. You put some paper on the ground near her foot, near her paw, to try to measure it, and she freaks the fuck out. (laughs) (laughs) Like, she refused to come in the room because there was paper on the ground in the doorway.
1: Oh my god, that's hilarious. Like, just
0: a single sheet of paper. We tried putting her paw in it. She, like, ran away from us I'm like... I did not think this dog had that much in her to had that much fight in her. <laughs> oh, I know. Funny. Poor dog. But, yeah. um, so my honor for the week, which could just as equally go to a report as well. And it's kind am of, I'm, I'm kind of double dipping here, but it's not my actual report, but my honor. So there was a, there was a guy on, I don't know what fucking streaming platform he's on, whether it was, TikTok or Instagram or, or whatever this there's literally no other way of describing this person other than this giant obese fat slob decided to go into a Costco without wearing a mask if for those of you that don't know Costco has instituted a nationwide corporate policy that all people attending and shopping in their stores are required to wear a mask while they're inside the store. Corporate policy, nationwide, period. So this guy decides to go into a Costco and not wear a mask because he just decides that's his prerogative. Cool. It's also the business's prerogative to deny you service, which is exactly what one of the employees in that Costco did. They actually went up to the guy, they confronted him on camera. So like the, the shopper is recording the employee basically stopping him with a full cart of groceries and saying you are required to wear a mask in order to shop here. And because you do not have one and also because you're arguing about this, I'm actually taking your cart and you can leave our store.
1: <laughs>
0: Fucking fantastic like I that was absolutely amazing. like kudos to that employee and also kudos to Costco as a company for supporting and standing behind your employee for making an action like that. So many companies will not stand behind their employees when they are put in the public um viewpoint like this. Mm-hmm. so kudos to that um that actually reminds me. Of another story that I saw this week. This isn't my report, but on the flip side, so the reason I the reason why this whole Costco thing and is supporting their employees is so important to me is on the flip side, there was a story just this week of two African American men in, I believe it was in Georgia. They were FedEx drivers. And a homeowner, a white homeowner in in Georgia. Decided to call the police on these FedEx drivers because he said, and I quote, they look like they were about to break in my home with my wife in it.
1: I I saw the video um, by like the five seconds, like where the driver, I guess, was yelling at the guy. Um, they're dressed in uniforms.
0: Yeah. So they're in a FedEx truck and they're dressed in FedEx uniforms this guy called the police on them with the FedEx drivers recording it FedEx fired both drivers
1: I assume it's because they yelled back and shit when they could have driven off but, uh, but
0: I I yeah like regardless of the reason fuck FedEx for not standing behind their staff and allowing mm. some just racist hick to push them around and and basically threaten their drivers when literally all they're doing is putting themselves at risk by constantly delivering to everyone like Mm -hmm. that so again costco you guys are awesome fedex fuck you but (laughs) i i'm Uh, gonna go on like so many tangents this week i can already feel it
1: (laughs) dude like I, i agree with you with the costco one it's like well, first of all, how the hell did that guy get in without a mask? I'm thinking that he had a mask and then took it off to cause a scene.
0: Most likely, because
1: when with the stores that have that type of policy, there is someone at the door saying you can't come in, mask only, mask only. So for him to go in without a mask, like
0: no, oh, no. Here, you wanna, I'll, I'll make this even more of this guy wanting to create something out of nothing. Costco okay. gives complimentary masks at their door for people that don't have them.
1: Oh what the fuck! What a piece of shit!
0: Like they will give you a mask if you don't have one. Granted, they'll look at you funny. They'll look at you like, "Why the fuck do you not have one?" You know this is our policy, but they will mm-hmm. give you one if you don't have one.
1: What a what a scumbag man! Like, yeah, okay. And you know people are gonna leave the the his side of the thing and everything. So that, that, fine, that's that's great, fantastic. Fuck you all. Uh, the FedEx one. Oh, I I saw the the thing where he's like, oh, no, I can't leave because I have to wait for the police. And okay, I guess I, I don't know what I would do in that situation. Um, but man, fuck that guy for like they're literally in FedEx uniforms. They got the purple and the navy blue <laughs> FedEx uniforms going in a into
0: big ass FedEx truck.
1: Right? They're trying to
0: break into my home. You racist piece of shit. It's not even that they're trying to break into my home. It's that his report was they looked like they would break into my home. Oh, that's some new level racist shit. Yeah, like it's not, Uh, it's not even like they tried. It's no, they looked like they would break into my home.
1: Oh, fuck that guy. Fuck him. (laughs) Fuck him. I hope nothing but bad things happen to that man and nobody else.
0: Uh, Karma is a bitch with a 10 inch dildo. Shit, what the fuck? <laughs> I've never heard
1: that before. <laughs> okay. Alright. Oh uh, Jesus. Alright, let me get to my report because we're uh, we're pretty into this podcast and uh we haven't gotten too much into it. But uh mine is uh, the morons who think uh Bill Gates helping with uh the vaccine or any vaccine for uh COVID-19. Having uh, tracking chips into it and they don't want the vaccine because they're scared of tracking chips being implanted into them. My response to those dumbasses you walk around with a tracking device at all times. It's called your fucking cell phone. Yep. And I and guarantee if you all you th- have
0: Facebook installed too.
1: Yep. And if you think Bill Gates is wasting money tracking you, What the fuck is wrong with you? Why the hell does he and Microsoft need to know where you are? You're giving them that information for free. Fucking Instagram listens to you at all times. I mean, I think we've all gone through that shit where we're talking about something, and then it's the next Instagram ad we see. So, if you (laughs) think you're not being tracked... (laughs) Oh, oh, damn, I forgot about that. (laughs) Anyway, hold on, hold on. If you think you're not being tracked... Oh my god, bro. Let me I have news for you stupid motherfuckers. You're being tracked 24-7. Yeah. How do you think Gmail figures out how much traffic there is? They look at your phone and how many phones are in that area. Um yeah, fuck those Mexican ads. I still can't figure out why I was getting ads as if, <laughs> if I if my location was in Tijuana i don't know i can't explain it i even complained to instagram and i never got a
0: response that just was, only one day it was fixed that was the funniest shit when you would just randomly send us screenshots of like dude i got an ad from freaking mexico city like what the fuck yeah yeah it's like
1: restaurants in tijuana and it's like kate and then i learned that the kfc in tijuana has like some special menu menu items <laughs> that i want to try i don't even want to go to kfc in the u.s but i want to go to kfc in mexico <laughs> shit those uh, were some God, of the that was, funniest no, moments that was annoying. Like four months. It wasn't even like a few weeks. No, it was months yeah. of me getting ads that did had no purpose. I'm like, Instagram is algorithm is fucked up right now. Yeah, Alan
0: right. was all kinds of messed up. But um, so there's I, I I have a report that should be very serious. Like it it in the grand scheme of things, it should be a very, very serious report. So, um, for Mm -hmm. those of you that have been listening and, you know, most likely, you know, by now that we live in Arizona and just this week, uh, within a very short distance of where actually I currently live, um, probably within probably about a 10 minute radius of where I live. Uh, there was a person that Dubbed themselves the Westgate shooter. Westgate is an outdoor mall in Glendale, Arizona. And this guy went with, um, automatic rifle with some sort of, I don't know specifically what kind, but he went there and with the intention of causing harm and he shot three people, um, fired, I don't know how many shots. But he streamed the entire thing on Instagram Live and even like sent it to people. And mm-hmm. so I, I saw the video footage, I saw all these things, and I'm like I, I watched everything that he did. I watched the entire like Instagram live after it got reposted on like some other websites. One, the guy's a dumbass, but like I'm going to like extra levels of dumbass here. So he's In the video, he's talking about, like, the world is a fucked up place and people, like, you know, it's just all bad, yada, yada, yada. Just going on this stupid ass rant that no one cares. The very next, like, clip, the very next series of clips, the motherfucker puts on a mask. I'm like, dude, you're live streaming this. People know who you are. Are you afraid of catching coronavirus while you go out and shoot? Is that why you put on a fucking mask? <laughs> it's like the virus won't kill me, the police will. Yeah, oh, I'm like, so he puts on a mask, goes out and like shoots and does all of this stuff. And then I I I'm baffled at this is okay. I'm just gonna put a disclaimer here. Fast forward the next like 30 seconds if you don't want a totally morbid viewpoint on the world so he goes and starts like shooting people and in one of the clips he shows a woman laying on the ground in between two cars that he had already shot Uh the woman tells him like dude you already got me what do you want as a someone going to shoot up a public place how do you not then go and execute that person jesus christ that is not where i thought you were gonna go with that but
1: uh Okay. In your defense, like, I had a similar thought, just I, not with her.
0: Yeah, but so I'll like, let you finish. And so I'm like, okay, what? Like, so at that point, what is your reasoning for doing all of this, other than like just a cry for attention? If like you're, uh, for lack of a better phrase, not following through, <laughs> <laughs> like I, I I don't know the right wording oh. for it. But I'm just like, what the fuck. My wife and I actually just before we got on to record this, we were watching uh, his arraignment hearing to set his bond and I could not stop laughing at the state attorney, the state district attorney that was calling for him to get a $1 million cash bond um, in one of the lines that he had said that. This guy that shot up the place is very, uh, he has very like anger issues, but he is a self-proclaimed incel. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I lost it. I cannot stop laughing. For those of you that don't know what an incel is, an incel, uh, it is short for involuntarily celibate. Basically, it's a guy that can't get laid. Mm-hmm. and he is very mad at the world for it he is very mad at women for it um and he thinks all women are just like terrible and like your mm-hmm. your typical like nice guy meme that thinks like women deserve he's nice yeah like that yeah thinks he deserves everything because he's nice that's an incel and so that's what this guy was
1: okay uh first of all incel like dude come on (laughs) that's the type of guy who are writing in the comments of these hot instagram models who have to post their boyfriends and it's like oh why is she with him he's not even like i could treat her so much better she should be with me i'm like dude chill the fuck out you couldn't even talk to that woman if she was in front of you um when i to defend your morbid thought I had a similar thought, just not with that clip. When uh, you see the footage of him shooting, I mean, that entryway—you know how it's all open, right? Like you're yeah. just walking through the middle with the stores on the side, and it's just shooting randomly. And I'm like, man, he, he I, I didn't count the the amount of shots, but he pretty much—he came close to emptying his clip. If he didn't empty it, um, only two people were shot. Three. That dude's a terrible shot.
0: Three
1: people. How the got fuck it. you have an. Three? Okay. How the hell do you have an open area, and
0: only three people get shot? What a terrible yeah. shot! Like, <laughs> what a piece of. Like, yeah. Oh I, god. It's, so like again, it's it's a horrific event, and you know I'm I mm-hmm. hope and I sincerely hope that everyone that is involved in this is comes out of this okay, both physically and emotionally, uh, mentally. Like, because this is a horrific horrific experience to go through, and I and I hope no one ever has to go through it, but. Um, the guy basically created a meme out of himself, like for just being just a total joke. Like it's, he wanted to create this like whole terror and and all this as weird as it sounds like he didn't even get charged with like an act of terrorism. That's like, Uh, that's not even one of the crimes or one of the, one of the, one of the charges that was brought against him
1: that's i mean i think that typically happens right with uh, domestic shooters but like god damn it i i i hope what he deserves for causing people that terror um is not something the criminal justice system can give him i hope he gets some prison justice um and i hope listeners know what i mean
0: yeah he will um and honestly dude just get like some fucking psychiatric help too like as, as horrible as it sounds like you know, we we very much are a punitive society where we just want to punish people for shit that they do wrong. But like, seriously, I hope you get some help, like because that's that's all kinds of fucked up. And then I had I had a realization moment myself too. So um, for those of you that are, uh, you know, regular listeners, you know, uh, it was like a couple weeks ago or a couple episodes ago where I talked about I had a really really bad accident on a one wheel. Well, I had this realization and I, text, and I texted <laughs> Felipe this, uh, the night of yeah. the night that this incident happened is that, so this incident happened around seven, seven thirty 30 at night, uh, just a couple days ago before my accident on the one wheel, I was actually riding it through Westgate. So I would take it, you know, the five, 10 miles from my house up to Westgate and then back around six thirty seven o'clock at night. Like pretty regular, like several times a week, and it's legitimately possible. Had I not had that accident, I still would have been out taking it, and I could have been in that area during all this happening. And like that's chilling to me.
1: That's one of those things where, whether you believe in a higher power or not, it's like you you see the the chain. what, What is it? Not. The chain of effects now chain of events yeah chain of events where it's like this led to this led to this led to this and it's just like yeah that's true if you didn't fuck yourself up riding that one wheel i like saying it that way You're um, right. you the chance of you being out there with uh our friend uh riding behind you and during that time especially right now when it's like in the evenings it's still pretty nice out it's not a, a hell um yeah you could have been out there and you could have been in the middle of that and just like where the fuck do we do yeah so yeah that's that's a crazy thought to have to go think back of i and you and i was like well we're thankful ramon had that accident (laughs) yeah
0: i was like (laughs) my body you know is just recovering like all my scars and everything have just gone away and like but it it was crazy to think about that in it like with all of this craziness happening of like man the, if it wasn't for that happening, then this could have been a whole lot worse just for, for me personally and for my family, because like, obviously something would happen to me that would have been terrifying, but you know, thankfully I was not involved, but I seriously, seriously, seriously feel for the people that were involved in, and, and I truly do hope everyone gets better. Um, both physically, mm-hmm. emotionally, they get the help that they need. They get the support that they need because that's something that no one should ever have to go through. Mm-hmm. Agreed. In addition to something, uh, and i taking this on to our new segment, you know, before we run out of too much time, um, there's a segment that we did want to start, um, this week and something we wanted to do, maybe not every week, but at least every couple of weeks, uh, where it's basically news that didn't quite make the news, uh, things that we, neither one of us are very avid news watchers or readers, but, uh, generally speaking, there's a lot of stories that should get more news coverage that don't. They may only get one tiny little bit of coverage and they may only have, you know, when they should get a lot more. And so Felipe had a fantastic story um, involving uh, some stuff going on just back east that he wanted to share for this. And then I have one as well. So go ahead.
1: Are we talking about the New York man?
0: Yeah. Okay, so uh,
1: I think, uh, well, either you or someone in the group linked this article, so I wanted to share it. Um, Yeah, this guy was uh, discovered that the red lights, uh, ticket lights, I forgot the phrase. for Red light cameras? uh, The red light cameras go off during the yellow light in in specific intersections. So he did what any good American should do, and I think he broke it. He
0: vandalized the shit out a... of him. He spray-painted him originally, I think.
1: Ah, oh, oh, I love it even more now. Uh, he did that, and then he came... I think he was discovered for doing it. He was arrested, and then when he was released, he did it again. And it same was same day. Uh, yep. Like, as soon as getting out, that's what he went to go do, is do it again. And he, because he discovered that this was going on, and then there were reports uh, that he was being... <laughs> followed, that his house was being uh, put under surveillance, that his neighbors were also like, yeah, that car has been there for a while. It's like, he's being watched by who the hell knows who. Um, Probably, you know, people, higher power in, in the government. I think there was even the story where the the local police were even on his side because even one of the sheriff's deputies was trying to post bail for him. Because he believed in his cause. Yeah. That to me um what he did is I I think that what that guy's doing is, you know, Ventilante and he's breaking crimes. But that guy's a hero. I think he this is gonna be an unpopular opinion with most people. I think he's more of a hero than a lot of our military because I think <laughs> I personally think to be a hero you have to do something heroic, not just go and do something, right, that's like because, because in every every branch of the military, there's always something more heroic that someone is doing, not just going and being a soldier, not something. But, anyways, t- t- discussion for a different day. I think that. Guy's <laughs> I'm a hero letting you. I'm art.
0: letting you sink on that
1: one. I, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't care how popular that opinion is. I truly do believe that in order to be a hero, you have to do something heroic. And just being serving in the military doesn't make you a hero in my eyes. You have to do something to deserve being called a hero valid Um,
0: okay
1: and yeah that to me that guy is a hero um because he's fighting uh something way bigger than himself way bigger than all of us um, so here's where your
0: story gets even crazier though um the the you had mentioned that there was a car that his neighbors had said was following him and was tracking him Mm -hmm. that same car was involved in a collision with him where they t-boned him Oh they're trying to kill him. Yeah. Holy shit. That same car was involved in a collision with them when they T-boned him. And the state uh, like sheriff or whatever was like checking on that specific intersection that he was like really like investigating he was really working on or that he was like vandalizing. And he found that that specific intersection the yellow light only lasted 3 seconds as opposed to every other intersection lasting 5.
1: See that's some criminal shit, um, man. I, I I forgot that part where they they tried to kill him. Um, <laughs> can you imagine how much how much money they're making off that intersection? That
0: they're willing to kill someone for discovering that scheme. Yeah, that dude. That goes into so many levels of just freaking conspiracy. Like, it takes me back to, like, our sophomore year of high school with our history teacher and all his conspiracy theories. Man. Oh!
1: I <laughs> mean, like... Uh, I was going to say his first name, but now nah, it's even too soon to, to recognize you. that's a unique first name. Yeah. yeah,
0: that dude was... That dude was something. He he was cool, though. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, that that whole story is just a mind fuck. Um, it mindfuck. It, it's fascinating. Yo. But, yeah, it is... <laughs> It is unreal just to see all the different levels that that story has. And, yeah, it's just nutty.
1: My mind went on a tangent there where you, where you mentioned that teacher. And I was like, that dude had kids when we were there. It's like, yo, his kids are probably our age when we when we were listening to his. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was like, man, that just made me feel old. His kids are probably in high school by now. <laughs> Holy shit.
0: I know, right? Uh, but All right. um, as far Where's as yours? so my other one was uh, it was a series uh it was a news story coming out of louisville and basically what happened was uh plain clothes police officers so they weren't in uniform in the middle of the night did a no-knock warrant on someone's house a no-knock warrant mm-hmm. basically means they break the door open without alerting who they are they come in guns drawn and they're not wearing any like police identification, nothing like they it looks like a home invasion, like they're saying they're like once they get in and like they have their guns drawn, they probably tell you like, hey, we're police, but it looks like a home invasion because they're in plain clothes.
1: I've I've been watching a bunch of uh cop videos. And yeah, even when even the SWAT team goes and does like a raid to pull somebody out, they do their shit, knock everything down, and then they go in, they go like, uh, Dallas Police Department, or Dallas SWAT,
0: get down.
1: So, continue.
0: Yeah. And so, in the middle of the night, someone broke into this couple's home. The, I, I don't remember if they were married, I think it was boyfriend, girlfriend, but, um, the man, in, in mm-hmm. that relationship, he carried a weapon, and so, you know, he has guys breaking into his house, unidentified, he pulled his gun, he started firing. And he started firing at the officers that were breaking into his home. Um, the officers returned fire and killed his girlfriend. His, girl, his girlfriend was a local EMT that worked in two different hospitals during this time. Like She wasn't just doing one, she was doing double shifts on a regular basis oh, fuck, in two different man. hospitals. Not only did they do a no knock warrant on this house, it was the wrong house. The the person they were looking for and the person who's like the address that they were looking for, that person was already in police custody. Oh, I didn't know that part. Yeah. Oh that's so much All that incompetence in the police department So they were already In police custody And they did a no knock on this person's house Killed this guy's girlfriend And because he returned fire They charged him with uh, A crime against Like I forget what it was But they actually arrested the guy And charged him with the crime Of like assaulting A police officer like firing your weapon On a police officer while he got to see his girlfriend laying there dead.
1: Fucking oh my fucking god! It's like you try you you try to think of it from the other side, right? Where you like, you know, not all police are bad, but in the stories, well, like last week, if it bleeds, it leads, right? We discussed that. It's like the stories that make get attention is police incompetence. But dude, how the fuck are you going to charge him when you broke into his house?
0: Yeah. Um. <sighs> the police the the Louisville Police Department has then come out recently just a couple days ago and says that they are going to change their policies regarding you know plain clothes and regarding like no knock warrants whatever not a single mention that their officers were wrong not a single mention that this was a total fuck up and that every single person involved should be fired, should be suspended, should be whatever. But no, they're pol- They decided to change policies, and I'm gonna look it up right now and look up what the actual um, story was while I while I think about it. Um, it says uh, we'll change its search warrant policy, and officers will be required to wear body cameras in more situations. That's it. That, that's what oh, they're changing their policy it,
1: to. That, that That's fantastic because that fixes your whole issue. How about you fucking check the address before you barge into someone's home? Because, I mean, this happened a few months ago where some fucking officer walked. I think it was in Texas where she walked in and uh, she thought someone broke into her, her place and she shot him dead. The dude was on the couch eating ice cream in his own apartment and she was on the wrong floor of her building. And I think they were, like, trying to smear him. I was like, well, he had marijuana in this place. Like, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? He was murdered when she went into his
0: house. Yeah. And she was drunk or, yeah, she was, oh. like, she was off-duty and drunk and all, all of these other things. And, yeah. um, So, yeah, those are a couple stories that were just, like, we we saw them throughout the week. But they're stories that, yes, they are getting some coverage. They are getting some, you know, news presence. But nowhere near the level that should be for this, because especially like this one, I mean, you result like out of complete and utter negligence. A woman was killed in her own bed that police had no right being in that home. It was the wrong house. Mm -hmm. Like they Mm. already had the person in custody that they were looking for.
1: <laughs> this is starting a uh, a uh, a new theme because last week we discussed about the the cop with the good old boys walking into that uh, high school kids uh, house without a warrant and just thinking it was him.
0: And almost Man, him. there are not yeah. good stories for law enforcement lately. Um, it feel, has been. I feel like
1: I feel like my story for next week has to be like one where like local police <laughs> did something good.
0: Dude, yeah, seriously, like my my freaking honor needs to be like those police officers that go to like public basketball courts and play basketball with the people playing there something because we can't be this negative all the time uh that man we <laughs> we're so
1: negative with the world or our outlook of the world on this stupid show
0: sometimes <laughs> yeah. holy shit yeah we are yeah this uh, one this, this one's a little dark i'm not even gonna lie like i i definitely in in hindsight i'm realizing that i should probably put some disclaimers either like at the beginning of the episode or in our descriptions of like hey this episode's kind of offensive you should probably reconsider listening <laughs>
1: I got to tell you something uh, after the show of an idea I was having. Um, So, uh, but uh, I want to continue this morbid uh, outlook on the world uh, because uh, another thing we constantly talk about is uh, sports leagues, even though Ramon's not the biggest sports fan in the world. Uh, Did you see the story of uh, the NFL voting this week on a resolution that if a team hires... uh, either a head coach or a general manager of color, they have the opportunity to uh, improve their
0: draft status. So here's my thing. I I didn't want to look into this and click into this. I want to know how.
1: Um, one of the suggestions I saw is, like, they get under the third round pick. Um, I'm not sure if you actually can change your draft status because – I just don't think you can. I think the other teams would push back so hard. Like, yeah, I'm like, how what, how yeah. does
0: this like how does this work? How does this get passed? How does this get pushed through? But then how does this go into execution? Because I'm trying to think of all the possible ways that this can happen. And I'm I'm just more like, I don't really care, like whatever they decide to do policy wise, that's their own business. I have no opinion on that. I wanna know how like mechanically this works how does this work in their system
1: i mean right now they have the rooney rule which is uh whether you for these two positions uh coach or gm you have to hire you have to interview someone of color so you'll see pity interviews just so they can get through the the rule um for this I'm just I, I don't know how you do it, dude. Like I I said you, you I think you award them another third round pick where it's like it can't be good or it's like it's nothing too bad. It's like right in the middle of the draft. Um I personally I think it's this is something stupid. Because, how many how many teams uh,
0: are in the NFL? Like thirty? Thirty two. Thirty-two. Okay. So you add a third round pick. Does this mean the third so say for example, thirty-two teams, sixteen of them? Now have someone of color as a coach or a GM. Does that now mean the third round has forty-eight picks, because you just add that, or does it mean that someone that potentially traded for a third-round spot can potentially lose that third-round spot and then have it pushed back to the fourth round? Like, what does that mean? I,
1: I think I think your first uh, thing is like there'd be forty-eight picks, but then it's like how, how I, I get so go to your thing how does it work because if you have 48 picks in the third round it's like you're drafting fourth round talent in the third round that because there's less players going around if anything it just gives you two picks in that round
0: yeah and so here's the thing and the thing that people don't think about in like draft like draft order things like that is in most professional sports leagues the round that you're drafted in determines the cap for the salary that you're able to get uh, at the beginning mm. of your career mm-hmm. that is and so true. you know just literally i don't know what the numbers are but just kind of throwing it out there of like you know a third round pick could potentially get a cap of like 1.5 million dollars a season where a fourth round pick could get a cap of maybe 800 thousand, dollars and yeah, that so is, that can happen and so like what what does that look like? Again, there's so many logistical things in this that I'm like, I just wanna know how it works more than, I, like I said, I don't give two shits about the policy. Like if that's what they decide they wanna do, good for them. Like that's that's their own business. I wanna know logistically how this works in a way that doesn't basically penalize people. Because if you start penalizing people for this, then I feel like that defeats the purpose.
1: Mm-hmm. Very I good points. <laughs> uh, I, I I I didn't really thought about it that far. Mine was like, why not just give the job to the best person available? It doesn't matter what race they are.
0: Yeah. Uh, so because ultimately, world, if a yes. team,
1: yeah, if a team wants to win, you give it to the guy you think is going to do the best at the job. It doesn't matter what fucking race they are. Um, uh, I don't understand. Other thing, I don't understand why no other, um. Sport deals with this type of shit, right? Where I I wonder why the NFL tries so hard to put people of color in positions of power, to where you know basketball doesn't really try. And there's plenty of blackhead coaches.
0: Um, Honestly, I don't know. I I that's not my level of expertise. I don't pretend to be uh, extremely knowledgeable well. in you know. Any of that stuff. So I'm just like, eh, whatever. I I just mm-hmm. don't think about it. And I'm just like, eh, whatever. F- figure out a way to make it work. That's all I fucking care about. But mm. <laughs> I don't know. That's, it's definitely something to, to look into. And I'm, and I'm definitely really curious on it.
1: Something to keep an eye on. Yeah. Just to see if it passes. I, I don't think it passes. I, 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 I don't know. I just don't think you, you can do it just because of the issues you brought up.
0: Yeah. But, Anyways, I think that is going to be a wrap for us this week. We're probably, if I, I wasn't keeping track, I forgot to set my timer at the start of the episode, but I think we're hovering right around an hour now. So want Mm -hmm. to thank you guys for listening. Uh, Like always, this episode was episode 10, the extremely morbid episode, and (laughs) we made it to 10 (laughs) again. Um, We're thinking about episode titles. That might be our title, the extremely morbid episode, but uh, thank you guys again for watching. Again, please, 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 please give us a follow on Instagram at Nobody Important Podcast. Um, subscribe to us on any of your favorite podcast listening platforms, whether it's Anchor, Podcast, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, um, any of the sort. Uh, if you ever have topics you want to send in to us to talk about for a little bit, please let us know as well. Um, anything you want to add? Nope. Cool.
1: Not Nothing this week.
0: Cool. Well, then that was episode 10 of the Nobody Important podcast. We will see you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Later.